Welcome into the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. You can listen to the show wherever it is you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever it is, Wisconsin On Demand. You can catch up on old shows. Jim Rutledge with Mike Tuig from Edge Construction. Call Mike at 636-EDGE. You can go to edgeconstructioncompany.com to browse their work and read reviews. You can go to Facebook and Instagram and House to see more of their work as well. And uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about... Um, Recognizing some uh, you know side effects uh, of uh, home remodeling and uh, a couple of other things there, but Mike, I was sharing with you before the um, before we got the show started here that I did some work in my parents' house and just putting a ceiling fan in and, and helping out with some other odd jobs around the house. But it was funny because I had just very little satisfaction for it because it's not my house and I'm not going to be able to enjoy it. And I was like, all right, great, you're you know. I'm glad you appreciate it, but it wasn't quite the same. But that's kind of your that's kind of your gig here. You just you just do stuff for other people. Well, we do get paid though. Yeah, you like do we... get paid. I don't get paid. That's a good point. Um, so I have this thing um, when when friends ask me to do stuff like you know you can hire people to just like, like electricians actually right. do this for a living. You know if you can find one that's that's got some time on their hands to help you out with this stuff. But I know it's nice to help your parents out. And right. You did. You have talked over the past couple of years about you're, you're like the ceiling fan master. I, you know? I am, and that's, I talked too much, and they got because I put in. I think I did the math like nine ceiling fans wow. over the last two years, and because uh, like you put them in before you moved uh, in your in your yeah, house, right? So that's what I'm saying. So like there was five upstairs, four upstairs, and four downstairs, and I just put in theirs. Not alone a couple of years before that, I put in one or two, and I'll start with my father-in-law showing me how to do one. Uh, and I was like, well, this, they're really not that hard. So I'm not like patting myself on the back. Like as long as like I'm not installing, they have to have the the, the framework in the in the ceiling for me to be able to truly do it. Because uh, I'm just switching out the electrical. And so you said so, so. There's a there's a hotline running up there. Yeah. And then are you doing like a, a fan control on the bottom, like at at switch, or are you doing a remote? They have all of them. Remote okay. at the new house, all of them are wired up. Okay. And so then they already had the switch put in, uh, which was smart. Which yeah. is actually you can talk about this some. People have talked about, I'm sure you've run into this, of when you're building a new house, they and when they, they even told us when we left, we're like, hey, there's two switches in every bedroom. You know, why is that? They're like, well, everything got expenses as we moved in, so we had them wired up so you could have a fan and a light and have them on separate switches, but we didn't pay for the ceiling fans because everything just got too expensive as you're building a house. And you've, you've mentioned that before, that sometimes on a remodel, that's one of the things you can do is that take care of the things that were initially too expensive when you're building your house. Right, and I, th- I think that happens a lot. I mean, you, you got to draw the line somewhere, and it's smart to get the infrastructure in there at least. You don't have to try and get a snake of wire up there after the fact. And if you've got a vaulted ceiling or or the or the attic space is really low or, or something on maybe a, a, a low pitch ranch roof, um, it's hard to get out there with the wire and snake it up there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think definitely the Cadillac is doing being able to do the um, a fan control at the switch. Uh, because we we have quite a few people over time that remote situation quits working for one reason or another, and then they go, well, can we we just add the fan control? So we when we're doing it, you know, I'm an electrician on staff. Yes. I don't have to do this, Jim. I right. just uh, Dale right. put in a <laughs> put in a uh, let's install a fan. But uh, we try and talk people into the the fan controls at the at the switch. It's just a little. It's kind of a, a better situation. It takes some more effort, and you kind of have to know what you're doing, but it's not it's not terrible. But um, I th- I think it, the temptation is what what you did is great. You got the that's remote. It's pretty easy. You just yeah. have to get you know hooked up to the wire. But um, um, at some point, 
they can they can hire their own electrician, right? If that if that fails, and we need a exactly fan control. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. I was like, um, there's some of the stuff you talked about. They were having a sink put in, and they're like, yeah, they had to do something with the pipes. I'm like, did they know that before they showed up there? Because if they didn't know that ahead of time, you might want to call someone else. Because like <laughs> you told them your house was you know 40 years old that you might have to, and they had to do some different stuff with the pipes. So it's funny that parents having a sink put in it. Uh, and the guy came in and it's like, hey, I actually got to do a few more things because the, the piping doesn't match or whatever. And like, so it was, it was reassuring that it's something that you've said before. Uh, this guy, you know, this guy was bringing up is working on their house as well. So it is one of those things that um, I'll ask you this. Do you recommend that if you are, whether it's remodeling or building a house to have a switched light? Because it's one of those things my parents didn't do that. They wanted the they didn't do the light in the ceiling. They do it where it's like the old lamp style. And oh, you mean uh, switched outlets? Yeah, switch, switched outlets. Because, but also like, it actually turns on a light in the ceiling because they didn't do that. And my mom's like, that was the, I don't know why we didn't do that. We only did it in one bedroom and it was the dumbest thing we did. There's only two rooms <laughs> in the whole house that have the switch lights. Uh, everything else is all you have to put a lamp in and the whole thing. Well, I mean, do they like it? I mean, do they? No, now they're like, they I don't, don't care. They'd they, rather they, have lights. Yeah, and they, they just... I think it was one of those things where they drew a weird line. They're like, oh, this is too expensive, you know. And well, it was kind of a strange time period. I mean, it's just uh, even even the houses that we built 15 years ago, you go back in, you go, there's no lights. There's yeah. No, it's, yeah, there's some switched outlets maybe around. But um, I I think uh, the the nobody would pick that system again. So the, the ideal really is when you have layers of lighting. So that's how we always explain it, okay, that background layer lighting of the, um, we call them recessed lighting, but we put in actually LED fixtures, which aren't recessed. They're, they look like a recessed fixture, but they're much better. Uh, don't use any electricity comparatively. They don't take up, you don't have to have six or seven inches clear up into the ceiling. You know, if there's if there's stuff in the way, sometimes you, it's harder to do. Easier to insulate. They don't create that much heat, yada, yada. So, um, lots of reasons to do it that way, but that's gotten to be the background light. And now you can control that stuff really well with dimmers, so you don't you don't have to do a lot more. Um, and I think that the electricity demands now of a house, think of all the stuff people are plugging in. I mean, uh, kids now have things in there. They might have a computer. They might have a gaming system. They might have they're, – they're charging things. And so now if half of your outlets, uh, if the three outlets in your in your bedroom – Half of them are on a switch. It's not really ideal, right? Because now you're yeah. pumping that, that that electricity all the way back through the switch um, to provide it to the to those outlets, and I, it wouldn't be my first choice, I guess. But I but I re- the reason I asked if they liked it is some people were like, you know, that was the big upgrade way back when, and some people go, well, they really like it. My wife, we have it in our old uh, farmhouse, and now she's like, hey, uh, this we got to. Fix this. This isn't really working. Yeah, and I, I guess maybe they made that choice then. But I know I was just there the other day, and they're like, uh, they're like, yeah, we. I wish we had lights in all these rooms because it's it's just yeah. I was like the lamp, and they thought it was a cooler look and it's cleaner at the top. And now they're like, yeah, we wish we had lights. Uh, I would imagine that is that something that when you are going out the houses, I think there's like thirty, thirty five years old. Where if it is like that, is that something people bring up, or do they even realize that they can? Most yeah. definitely, and 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 now it's kind of got to the point. Like if we're in there doing a kitchen remodel. So we sort of delineate between common spaces and spaces that friends and family don't see, like bed- bedrooms, master bath. That's generally private spaces. Everything else is a common space. And so we start off by saying, hey, you know, like, let's look at this um, as a whole. If you have an electrician in your house, like you will if we do your kitchen, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, do you need, would you like more, you want us to option putting more light in your family room or living room, um, dining room, whatever. A lot of times the dining room fixture, by the way, is in the wrong spot. So we end up moving a lot of those. Yeah, that is the weirdest. <laughs> I never understood that. Like, I think that's the case in the, I, every house I've ever lived in. It's, I don't understand it necessarily why it's just what, a little off <laughs> a foot or two. Yeah. But it's, it's really strange. Cause I, I, th- I remember looking at, I think in the house now and it's like, it's close, but I'm like, it still doesn't feel like exactly where it should be. <laughs> they probably have a very specific kitchen table in mind that would be in there and then it would fit. But it's like, uh, well, but if you, if you think back, like, um, before this, this led stuff, this led, we'll call them recessed lights, but, um, people's, the, the those fixtures had to do so much work. Like you'd have one sort of main fixture in a kitchen, and that would provide ninety percent of the light yeah. for the kitchen. And then uh, same over the dining room table, there'd be a fixture hanging down. And and now probably half the remodels we do, those two fixtures are eliminated. We're sort of doing a a level of base lighting all the way through those rooms, and it you you can get the lights you need. Um, but you and it doesn't matter where your table is, right? You don't have to center your table and yeah. pick that spot for the fixture, and then live and die with it, you know? Right? So, yeah, um, no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. It's just one of those things where <laughs> I've seen in older houses where there's just not a lot of uh, switch lights that are actually in the ceiling. And it, it, yeah, you're right; it must have been like a style for a while there that people enjoyed it. Well, and I um, a lot of people bring up, okay, um, you know, another maybe the side deal about going through a model is adding adding lighting or adding a window. And that comes up quite often. People go, you know what, I want natural light. And we do that. That's great. But uh, living in Wisconsin, let's see, um, there's like four months of the year <laughs> when I come home. I leave before it's light out, and I come home when it's dark out. So our theory now is we're going to daylight those rooms and and make it make, give it the ability to control it. So like if you if if we can make it like daylight in there, you got you got the family over there, you got yeah. you're cooking whatever. Okay, if it's if it's too much, you can always dim it down. You can you can control it. But uh, if you putting that window in and living here, right, uh, you, you're not always home when you're going to take advantage of that natural light anyway. So I think the the the, the lighting plans have gotten a lot better, you know, and and the and the fixtures are helping us. This is the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man. Welcome back to the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man. Jim Rutledge with Mike Tuick from Edge Construction. You can call Mike at 636-EDGE. You can go to edgeconstructioncompany.com to browse their work and read reviews. You go to Facebook and House and Instagram to see more of their work as well. And you can listen to old podcasts anywhere that you do like listening to podcasts. Wisconsin on the man, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, any of those. We are talking about uh, the idea of side effects of remodeling, and this is a, f- a funny one here. So uh, we're going to be starting at some point here a new uh, remodeling job with you guys, and it is funny that uh, the first one on here is expanding your project scope of work, and we did that initially with you. We had you to uh, come out and kind of quote us with changing all of the, the doors and trim that's kind of stained that fruitwood color, switch that all to uh, the, the more popular, like a white color, uh, and that comes with the you know the – the hardware and all that kind of stuff and this is all in a scope of work and some other smaller jobs a a new door from the garage uh into the into the laundry room and a some bathroom flooring and then all of a sudden we're like well what about you know (laughs) underneath the the what do you call the peninsula it was kind of like my wife put up tack paper to make it look like that not picture of wood she didn't like that look to it uh but now now we're upgrading that and also on the porch we're tearing out that like three season carpet and we'll put in some sort of uh uh like a lvt flooring out there as well but 
that was one of the things we did our own expanding the scope of work not through any you guys didn't sell anything we just were like hey you know what <laughs> you're here so why don't you we, guys did this <laughs> right well you know but it is one of those things that when you are there you just talked about last segment that with lighting that hey if you're, if you're changing some of the light in the kitchen maybe you want to carry some of that out uh into other common spaces that would kind of connect the rooms well and there's a side benefit to tacking some of those things on like i I'm sure some of that's budget-related. You go, okay, we're going to see where all this comes in. Um, okay, it looks like we're in a good spot. Maybe we can take care of a couple other problem areas or, or some other ideas that you might have had. Um, if you didn't have the budget, I'm sure you wouldn't have brought it up, right? right? You're not going to say, well, I want to we didn't bring this. up the floor. Like we, we didn't bring up our floor because we just know that that's going to be a bigger jump in the budget. So it's right. like, all right, we have a little bit extra, and I'm sure that's a lot of people are. Like, well, there's a little smaller things, yeah. not a bathroom or a f- you know refinishing a floor or a basement or whatever. It's just... Some smaller jobs. So when you do stuff like that, like you probably didn't realize it when we're going through this budgeting process, but uh, the 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 great thing about doing that, like uh, add-on projects, is what how I refer to them, is that you're probably getting those projects for twenty-five or thirty percent less than if you had to hire us or somebody else to come in to just do that project because we're already doing demo, right? We're already peeling stuff off, we're already pulling things out, we're already disposing of the waste, and so now we go, okay, we got to tear up this floor. It's a lot different than if we have to do, um, than we have to do just come in to do that far because because we have a lot of the prep work that's got to happen either way. We've got to we've got to cover the floors that aren't getting changed. We've got to deal with dust and mess and and um, whether it's a dumpster or um, probably probably our dump trailer, we're hauling stuff away. So like that that stuff all happens either way. And so okay, we have a little more work. It's not like a lot more work. So so you might have saved half on demo. Um, and we're when you when we're doing more than one project to Florence, what's the same people? So right. you we can do that for less. So like a, it, it that add-on project is a much better deal in that case. Now I, I'm smart enough to know everybody runs out of budget. Like there's only yeah. so much you can do, and so it's not like you can hit everything in the house at once and go out. You know you're you're already there, so um, I'm going to save some money on on some of these other projects. But um, it's very common for people to tack things on it. We talked about electrical. That's a that's a big one because I don't know. It seems like when everybody anybody gets an electrician in their house, they're thinking of other things for right. me to do. Yeah. Um, but but there's other little things too. You know, like the the you mentioned the the or the uh, your peninsula. So we're doing something underneath there, yeah. and um, gonna gonna make that look fancy. Well, and, you know, from our perspective, it was one of those was like, all right, well, these are some smaller jobs. We can kind of just call it a day until we're ready for the next big job. And that's right. kind of what I was getting at before. Of like, there's just uh, but even when in our head of like, okay, if we want to do a kitchen, well, that's probably going to include maybe turning that peninsula into an island, but also, but then the floor, because you talked about before, like the lighting, the floor is all the same throughout the entire house. Yeah. Well, we probably would want to, you know, have the floor refinished throughout the entire house, but we're not going to do that now. We got the daycare, a million different factors, but I think that's kind of what people try to figure out of how they want to, you know, do things step by step. Yeah. And, and that plays in too. It's just your, your, how are you living now? You, like I said, you got the daycare. That's boy. Now you have to work around all that with plus other people's kids, right? right <laughs> so yeah. Be, and then are they going to really beat up the floor some? And it's yeah. just a lot of different things to to kind of to work into it. So, but it, it does say you know it says expanding your project scope of work is kind of thing on here. But we just looked at the scope of work, and I think it's worth talking about it here for a couple minutes of what that is because you know, we've traded emails, traded conversations, but you know things can get lost through. Uh, conversations and emails or misunderstandings and so the scope of work really kind of breaks down of you know like when you're going to start 
uh, or at least you know, t- you know, with time frame you start within. Uh, the pictures of the pictures are very helpful. Of like, this is what it's supposed to look like because I, you know, able to walk through everything. But when you're reading it all, you're like, is this is this everything? But then when you see the pictures, like, yep, that's I remember picking that out online. That's exactly what we were talking about. And so that's kind of. Uh, a nice way before the job gets started. Like, obviously, it's a contract, but also lets me know, all right, here's kind of a timeline. Here's what the things are done, and here's everything that's going to be done within this project. Well, and sometimes on a more complicated remodel, um, it depends on how long the design process took. Like, we don't rush that upfront process because I, I always think, okay, the great pictures online on our website come from design, really. I mean, okay, you've got you got to have good carpenters, you got to have good tradespeople, yeah. and I'm not selling them short at all, but... Um, they're building the design that that was the the came to fruition from all that time spent up front. Sometimes during that design process, a lot of things get optioned, and so um, we've had people, or I've had people in my past that go when it when it came time to install, we're putting in this sink or this door hardware, and they're thinking, oh, I don't know if that's what I picked. Well, it you might have you might have optioned five other sinks you know, right. <laughs> and some yeah. other door and your mind starts to play tricks on you, so. It's very beneficial, I think, for both sides to have an in-depth scope. And uh, we actually, like Jim's talking about, we have we have a page in there that that puts it all together with color pictures. They pull in, yeah. <laughs> to go. Well, I'm scrolling through. I'm like, oh god, like, oh the pictures. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're trying to dumb it down as right. much as we can. <laughs> it's like that looks right. Well, because it's for us too, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 pictures are, are incredibly helpful. Uh, but it's also look, you guys are very detailed. And I remember, I think Heather reached out that the door handles we want aren't necessarily available on the hinge that we want, but it was close enough. And I'm like, I asked my wife, I came home, and I'm like, what color hinges do we have on the door? She goes, <laughs> uh, and she guessed, she guessed wrong. I'm like, all right, then we're just going to go with the hinges that match close enough, because it's like, one is like uh, age, bronze, and matte, and then the hinges will be just matte. And I'm like, I think that'll be fine. Ran a it's little like a test. Yeah, and then it was, it was fine, but it was just one of those things where uh, it was a good detail to be pointed out to us. Right, and, and so that is... Part, that's the job of the scope is to list everything that's going to happen um, from what stuff is going to putting as much detail in there as possible. So, um, you know, a lot of it's to our benefit. Our guys pull up on the job. They're looking through here. What do we demo? They might confirm some of that stuff with um, whoever designed the job or, or homeowner and just say, you know, like, okay, it says we're getting rid of this um, this fridge. Are you? Does that need to go today? Or are you using that until <laughs> right. your new one comes in? Where can we put the? You know what I mean. That that stuff all needs to be talked about. And so there are some things always that can confer- get confirmed on the spoke. Um, if there's on LVT floors, if we're doing the click floor, the LVT, the prep for that floor is a lot different than if we're doing a glue down floor. So uh, our our people on site need to know that so they bring the level to uh they need to so that those things can be done um we can confirm we had we had a job not too long ago where the um our plumbers who have been great we've been with us forever over 25 years uh they installed the wrong um shower base and uh when it got in my guy kyle on the job kind of looked at it funny and went back to the scope googled the Google the number that was in there. Yeah, looked up and said, "You know what? This isn't right." Um, so we got caught because of that. Um, some of those, some of those things are really tough catches, by the way. So it's it's really good to have a detailed scope. And I'm I apologize to anybody in early in my career when they were relying on just me to do this stuff because. <laughs> 
my scopes were probably uh, woefully inadequate. <laughs> I mean, the, to be fair, there were less options, less ways to screw up back then. So right. <laughs> maybe it was okay. But um, I know different times we'd have a, a, a homeowner catch something. Hey, that sink color's wrong. I ordered this one. And, you know, there's 10 versions of white now in, in right. sink. So just so you know. Yeah. But, um, no. <laughs> I, 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 I would imagine so. But it, it is, like you said, it's it, how many, I mean, I would imagine like, how many jobs at one time is your whole crew, I mean, in theory, working on? Like, it's hard to, like, everyone's important, but it's hard to remember every detail of every single job, and that's where the scope of work comes into play. It does, it does. And and so even even if we were only one, running one job at a time, it's amazing the mistakes that can be made, you know. <laughs> so uh, we sort of have the saying that, that uh, everybody makes every mistake once, you know. So it, yeah. the scope is is definitely that, that document that uh, – and it's actually a legal document. We tie it to our contract. So if you're signing a contract with us, um, you're saying all this stuff is what I want too. So, you know, we're trying to trying to get it right. That's that's the only thing we're trying to do with a scope. This is the Edge Instruction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man. Welcome back to the Edge Instruction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man. Jim Rutledge with Mike Tuick from Edge Construction. Call Mike at 636-EDGE. You can go to edgeconstructioncom and browse their work and read reviews. and go to Howes and Facebook and Instagram to see more of their work as well. And um, you can listen to this podcast wherever it is you like to get podcasts. We're talking about different things that happen uh, when you do remodeling. Also, we kind of just talked in general about the importance of a scope of work that popped up because uh, a lot of times when you first have maybe Edge come out, you might expand your scope of work before it actually you get to that contract phase and, and decide what you want to do. You might want to add a few more things there's, I think you've used the term before, like economy. There's economy in scale, but it's also economy of if you're out there, it's just kind of the scale of labor and prep and all that kind of stuff too. That if edge construction is there, it will be obviously a little bit uh, valued if they happen work on another job when they're out there. Another thing that happens here is if you get a remodel done or during your remodeling process is obsession with other people's homes, <laughs> which I think it's it's just growing in general. Whether it's people people joke all the time about. You know, going on Zillow and just looking around, or uh, they watch all those home remodeling shows, and uh, the running gag with all those is like everyone on those house hunter shows. Nobody's got a real job. Uh, it's always like I'm a beekeeper and I'm a librarian. <laughs> What's your budget? Half a million dollars. <laughs> Where, you know, where's this money coming from? But also, like you go to your your parents' house, or your friend's house, and you start looking at their space, and uh, it's. I think it's just something that people like to have as a hobby, if nothing else, of, of enjoying the seeing the design process. You know, I, I I was thinking back when you were, when you were talking about some of this uh, obsession with other people's houses. So so like when your house got built, you're talking about the fruitwood on oak, right? Yeah. That's that's yeah. like eighty percent of uh, Dane County, I think, has this that that original color when the house got built. Yeah. The past maybe ten fifteen years, it's changed, and now it's it's not prevalent anymore. I'm like, I, we don't ever do any new houses, and but we have a we actually have a stain that we call old old fruitwood because it's 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 a good match for that uh, fruitwood. <laughs> is just so popular. Yeah. So do you think that obsession with other people's houses was the same back then? Like when they all looked the same? <laughs> I don't know because you didn't have that. I feel like you know. So I think my house is like 15 years old or something like that. Like there wasn't as much social media, and I don't think the shows were as big, so you didn't get a chance to. Maybe it was always dormant. But, like, you didn't get a chance to see the houses as much. The only time you really got a chance, I remember when I was a kid growing up, my parents built their house, and we looked at a bunch of houses. You did like the, you go to, like, the models, and you go to, like, these model houses. I don't even know if they do that anymore. But they you, do? Yeah. 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 So you go to these model houses, and you go walk through them, and then you pick it out. And I'll, I'll still never forget, like, I had, I think I knew three or four people in my high school who had the exact same house as mine, just like oh 
slight different variations on it. <laughs> uh, I was like, "Good lord, this is this is my house!" Like, uh, it's, it's so strange, but I know exactly what your house looks like. I I think now with all the options and all the mixing and matching of styles you can do based on stuff you find on the internet and um, uh, whether it's whether it's house, Pinterest, websites like ours. Um, you can obsess about people's houses that you know. You know, like you go over, you go like, "Wow, I really like how that turned out. I like those yep. cabinets." Or like, um, but I feel like now there's there's really no excuse for everybody's house to look the same. Right. I was <laughs> just gonna say like this probably helps <laughs> one to make the design process more fun for your designers, but also just in general, they're modeling calls to you because there's probably just things people didn't even realize that could be done in their house and whether they saw it at their friend's house or saw it on one of these shows it probably generates more interest in just getting a remodel done because you're like oh i didn't even, didn't even know this was possible well i i'm continually surprised at what's available you know what what some of the new stuff looks like how how much i like it um whether it's plumbing fixtures paint colors uh the cabinets um we 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 spent probably two years putting in white kitchens, and it was just every every kitchen seemed to be white. Then all of a sudden, it started to branch out a little bit. There were there were other versions of white. Maybe they had um, um, different different ways to dress it up. And I think maybe half the kitchens we put in the last few months were really a bold color, like blue or green or like these wow. are and it. And I and for a while I thought, wow, I don't know if I'm brave enough to. Maybe I'm just too conservative on my design. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, the our designers were all excited, of, of course. Um, so the 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 trick is to is to bring in some of those bolder choices, but still have a very a, a, a design that's going to last. Something that's traditional enough that somebody's not going to hate it. You know, right. and it's got to appeal to a, a large eighty percent of the people or something. Yeah. And um, um, that is the the sign of truly good design, and I, I really hand it to our our girls because uh, some of that stuff really that that obsessing with other people houses can get you in trouble after the contract because I think the temptation is to think start second guess guessing your choices, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And you know your neighbor that just did this a year ago doesn't want to feel outdated, so they might be going. You know, uh, like I, I really like mine, and so why aren't why aren't you doing what I did? Right. And so right. I think yeah. there might be some of that too. Uh, the next thing on here is changing your mind, and uh, the picture for the the changing your mind thing is I would change my mind in that bathroom. <laughs> just to be honest, uh, I don't, you could describe yeah, what that bathroom is, but it is all the tile floor and the tile walls are exactly the same, which I think is the biggest problem of it. The tile on the floor might be kind of cool, but the whole bathroom like that is a lot. <laughs> but in general, uh, you could probably talk about the timeline for uh, you know change orders or changing your mind in a project. So uh, yeah, we'll talk about the bath first. So yeah. this this uh, is a weird looking bath. It's got like a super modern Toto uh, toilet, which is a expensive, fantastic toilet, just like not traditional at all. It looks like something from uh, an Asian country or something. Yeah, um, at best, this looks like a hotel <laughs> bathroom overseas. <laughs> like. um, it's got penny tile, which uh, penny tile has made a, a a resurgence. It was kind of a mid century modern thing, or maybe before even, and they're just kind of round circles white round circles with a dark grout um this particular one i don't love i know what this is but i especially don't love it like you said on every wall <laughs> it's like well they didn't do the ceiling right um but it just looks very i don't know it looks uh it's like alice in wonderland you like walk into a room and you're like wait is this a real room or is this some sort of like not aberration work. yeah it's just not working right yeah 
Too um, much. So I've had a lot of people go, you know what? I'm not good at design, but I know when I like something. Yeah. And I think most of them would go, I don't think I like this. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But I, but I think when we're talking about changing your mind and making these choices, um, kind of when I started doing remodels a long time ago, and and even there's there's a, a sector of our market of the of the remodelers out there that kind of make their make their money on the changes. Like that's when the the cash register starts starts ticking, and I, I'm not saying that's. I think I did it more because that's how everybody did it. I didn't really know there was another option. Um, now we do it totally different. I I we really tr- like an accurate contract. So we'll you just went through this. Like we'll give you as much if you don't take two years to decide yeah. what you want, but but really decide. Don't don't be like, oh, let's just sign something and leave it open ended. I'm just not built that way. Right. Um, it's bad for you, by the way. Right, yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, because if you decide, if you, all, and all this design should be happening at the same time. Like, like you, you don't want to pick out trim and doors and then leave flooring and cabinets until later because those things go together. They need to mesh. Paint colors need to mesh. All that design should happen at the same time. I think that's when you get the best result. The side benefit is uh, we get an accurate contract. Uh, I can write a contract that doesn't leave open ends to just keep charging you more. Um, and then if you change your mind after the contract, uh, the that price going up or down is really based on you. You know, if you say, hey, I I, um, I want to add this, great. I don't I don't care. It's fine. Right. Um, but then it's your decision. It's not like, well, every time you pick something out, the price goes up, you know? Uh, it's really, to me, not a good position to be in as a remodeler, and I, I'd be a horrible spot for a homeowner. Yeah, and I think homeowners appreciate that because, yeah, it could end up just kind of crawling the costs up and up and up. Uh, this is the Ed's Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Welcome back to the Ed's Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Jim Rutledge with Mike Tuick from Ed's Construction. You can call Mike at 636-EDGE. You can go to edgeconstructioncompany.com to browse the work and read reviews. You can go to House and Facebook and Instagram as well. And uh, we're talking about things that happen when you're doing a remodel, uh, some common side effects is the kind of the the hook for today's show and you can listen back uh, wherever it is you listen to podcasts um we're, we kind of worked through you know change orders obsessing about other people's houses uh and you know overall scope of work or adding to a job next one here is uh it says wishing you had checked into an airbnb and i know you've talked about before that at bare minimum there are some heavy constru- you know heavy dem- demo days or things like that that might be uh a bit too much to be around but i think the other part of it is that People think about a remodel as like, oh, I'll just leave and come back, like in the TV shows. Of, well, I'll just or I'll go on vacation for a week and I'll come back and we'll be all done. That's not real world for the most part. I mean, it can happen. Or if someone's got like, I know you've said perfect world. Someone's got like a, a winter home somewhere in Florida, and then when they come back from their their winter vacation, you know, or winter stay for a couple of months, they got a, a redone house. But that's not normal for most people. So. Uh, you can kind of talk about the idea of getting out of the house for a little bit during a remodel. Well, I think it's worth talking about at the start of remodel or at contract time just so that, I mean, I think homeowners are generally curious. I mean, like they want to see the process start to finish. They want to be able to participate in some ways, at least be around to ask questions and if be a resource to our, our people on the job. Uh, but it depends. You know, a lot of times it's not just you. It's... Uh, your spouse, your kids, your pets. Um, pets get stressed out by the noise. Like there's, there's, 
there's times people have to um, take their pets somewhere, especially on the loud days. It's just uh, they just can't handle that much noise and that much um, that's much disruption. Um, it's it's also I think if you give us a little space, things tend to run a little smoother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, especially in the upfront process, we're tearing stuff out. We're when we find rot or we find things wrong, we need to fix that stuff. It's really nice just to have have the place to ourselves for a little bit and and do what needs to be done. Um, there might be safety issues where we've got flooring out so that uh, or a subfloor out. And there's holes in the floor uh, to show um, to show uh, inspectors what we're doing underneath there. Or there might be some things you don't want your kid or your pet or yourself, uh, you know, waking up at midnight and going <sighs> right. out for a drink of water and stepping into in, into a hole in the floor. Right. Um, so there's there's all that kind of stuff. Um, I I think when when people think about kitchens. That that part's tough. Sometimes we, our guys are so fast at demo, it may not be as disruptive as you think. Um, but it depends on the job. If, so we we've had a you know modern, fairly modern houses, seventies uh, maybe on up. We're we have a lot of that demoed the first day, so it's not like a week that you need to be yeah. either. It might be a couple of days, you yeah. know, and. Um, and then we've had ones where um, it was it was a little more intense. Maybe we're moving walls. That uh, that process might be a week or two where it'd really be tough to be in there. Or um, we do, actually we just had one um, um, this last weekend over the holiday weekend where we were finishing up refinishing a ton of wood floor in this house. We we really need to do it all at once. You know, put those finished coats on. And so there was just no access into the house anywhere, <laughs> and so they they uh, they had to go on vacation for a few days. I felt really <laughs> terrible, but at least I, th- I think uh, coming back to that brand new floor was worth it. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it I'm sure out they, nice. I'm sure they were more than okay with it because uh, <laughs> I think that's kind of what everyone pictures of, like, oh, I'll just close my eyes and open them, and then everything is is done. I haven't been through this a million times with other people's houses. I think that would be the the greatest thing ever. Right. Uh, we've done a, a several projects where for people that were. Re- Spent their winters retired in in Florida, or Arizona, and when they came back, they came back to a remodeled house. That it's got to be a great thing, and you oh, don't yeah. go through the pain and suffering either. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, uh, you, you do get that kind of TV experience there. Uh, the next one here is uh, distre- digestive distress from too much takeout, and you kind of talked about though uh, a camp kitchen or things like that, depending on what's being done for a kitchen remodel. Yeah, and uh, so I'm going to date myself here. Do you know what an electric frying pan is? You remember any of that? Yeah, my mom had one of those. Yeah. Okay, I know perfect. The, yeah, yeah. See, I did date myself. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had it as a kid, but I, mean, I ate food off of it, yeah. We actually got one uh, for a wedding, and I don't know if it ever got used. And, and we remodeled our kitchen like, uh, I don't know, two, two, three years ago. And uh, my wife hauled it out. And it was really funny because, man, we, we made everything on that thing. Like, yeah. we, you know, you get the grill. You can make burgers and things. Yeah. Um, but you know what you want to make you want to make eggs and bacon for breakfast. You're you're yeah. in business. All yeah. you need is a place to set that thing. Um, we I thought we were gonna. It was actually really good for me to go through this so I could be more sympathetic for our homeowners. By the way, <laughs> uh, we do a little. We work a little harder at setting up uh, an area for them than we probably probably used to. Um, but uh, I, we ate out a lot less than I thought we were going to. There's ways to get around it. There's there's takeout. There's things like that. But. Uh, I think it's good to have a plan and be a little, be a little bit. Uh, oh, you're on paper plates, so what, right? Right. Uh, there's ways to get by and and uh, maybe eat a big lunch at work or something. <laughs> I don't know, but it's not as bad as you think. I don't think. 
Well, and the other thing is you've talked about before, though, whether it's uh, it could be a bathroom, depending on if even if you're you know remodeling the one or trying to do another. Like there are different things that uh, could pop up that are similar to this that people should be kind of aware of. Bathrooms can be tougher. Um, probably a twenty five percent or thirty percent of our time is working on the small houses downtown. Yeah, there's no equivalent to like paper plates for a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's the gym. <laughs> That's the, right. right. Um, so uh, a lot of times we're remodeling their only bath or maybe trying to add a second bath or something but but even if it's like a shower like forget the the toilet part of it but even if you're remodeling the the one that has a shower and the other yeah. ones don't again you kind of mentioned the gym there like well, where people go to the gym for work yeah um luckily in wisconsin i don't know if you've seen this phenomenon but in in wisconsin a lot of older houses just have this random toilet in the basement. Have you ever? Yes, yes. <laughs> I have seen that, yes. I would love to know the origins of this. Like, I, I, that is something that has to be just truly Wisconsin. It also just looks like it's in a horror movie. Like, what's it, just a toilet in an open space? I mean, space? who's just sitting there in the middle of the basement? I don't know. Grandpa. But we, <laughs> we've actually turned turned those into second baths uh, in, in quite a few houses in Madison. But if you're going through a, a, a bath remodel on your only bath and yeah. you happen to have that toilet... Suddenly, it is much appreciated. Let me tell you. <laughs> yes, I would imagine. I would imagine the origin for that is the construction, the the, the contractor and construction's brain of like, well, we put in this bathroom here. We'll just put it. Do you want us to put just a toilet case? down here just in case? And like, <laughs> like, yeah, I guess if it's already rough for it, and like that has to be. This has to be the very simplistic thought of like, well, it's rough to have a toilet here. Do you just want a toilet in case you need it? <laughs> uh, and, and you know, dad might be like, yeah, you know what, I, you know what, I'll take the paper down there and uh, I'll, I'll do my Sundays down in, in the basement there. That's the only thing I can think of. It's just the practical, pur- practical Midwest purpose of I don't actually want the bathroom around it. I just need the, the toilet for for that, those purposes. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, different things pop up all the time. Do, is there anything else that uh, we, you think we missed here as far as things that pop up during a as far as a common side effect of remodeling? So I think that um, the the if I if I gave some advice, it's um, sort of be happy with your choices. Like if when you buy, what is that? Buyer's remorse. They yeah. say like if you buy a car two days later, you're going, oh, what did I do? I should never bought <laughs> yeah. this. Uh, remodeling, I'm sure, can be that same way. Um, I, I think that's why we don't rush that upfront process. Like we want you to go through this and take a little time. It's not we're not saying, hey, sign a contract today. We'll give you. A, there's no reason to sign today. Right. It needs to take however long it takes. And, and I, I always think you nudge design in a in a direction. Uh, we don't know where it's going. We're not sure exactly what you're going to pick out. There's a lot of different choices. But in the end, I think if it if you spend enough time on design, it's okay to be happy with your choices and not not second guess. Um, a lot of these remodels are they're all nice, right? I yeah. mean, uh, new cars are all nice. They all look nice. They all shine. They're yeah. all they're all they're all nice. I mean, new cars are great. Um, now, if you want it to last, you want it to be, you want to look 30 years down the road, there's not a lot of those new cars that are that together. Right? Like Pinto, I'm sure, look great coming out of the showroom floor. Yugos, all right, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. People bought them. Right. Um, but, uh, but a remodel, I think a truly well-designed and constructed remodel, 34 years is very possible. That's where maybe that takes a little more research and, and, uh, and great design to make it there. Uh, this has been the Ed's Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man.